You're listening to Seahawks Rewind, giving you expert analysis from the Seahawks postgame show with former Seahawks Paul Moyer, Ray Roberts, and Robert Turbin. Hear from head coach Pete Carroll and Seahawks players in the locker room. Now, here's your host, Michael Bumpus. Welcome to the Seahawks postgame show. Not the result we wanted from Munich, Germany. The Buccaneers beat the Seahawks 21 to 16. Gino was 23 of 33, 275 yards, two touchdowns. Tom Brady threw it 29 times, completed 22 for two touchdowns and one interception. It seemed like this offense just really didn't find their groove until late in the game when you start going a little bit of tempo. DK had six for 71. Tyler Lockett had three catches for 42 on the other side. Chris Godwin had six for 71 in the touchdown. And Julio Jones, throwback, man, he's here. He had three for 53 when it comes to tackling on that defense. Jordan Brooks had another solid performance. He had 14 and he had one TFL, one pass defended. Cody Barton also contributed with nine tackles. Seemed like this defense could not get going. Third downs was a big issue for this squad once again. The Hawks were one for nine on third down. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were 10 for 15 on third down, but the Hawks were two for two on fourth down. Just a little too late, a little too late. When we return, we're going to talk to Steve Rabel. We're going to talk to uh, Jen Mueller. She's going to have interviews from the locker room. We're going to get my guys involved. We got Big Ray. We got Robert Turbin. I'm Michael Bumpus. Seahawks go to Germany. They don't get it done. 21-16. Welcome back to the Seahawks postgame show. I'm Michael Bumpus. I'm joined by Robert Turbin and Ray Roberts. And right now, we're going to talk to the voice of the Seahawks, Steve Rabel. Rabes, I'm looking at this game, and it felt like just we call this can't get right you know what I mean you gotta you got I have a friend back home <laughs> we call him can't get right that's what it felt like this offense and this defense did until it was uh it was just too late Raves what are your thoughts yeah same same as yours I you know we just haven't seen this out of the team in the last yeah six seven games actually with the defense has been playing so well the offense has been right on target and in the first half we just kind of couldn't get anything going we couldn't stop Tampa Bay it seemed like uh, the long drives the defense just could not get off the field and the offense didn't help matters much what do they have one of I don't know one of nine on third down conversions yeah. I mean it was a difficult day offensively until as you guys were saying a couple of minutes ago the Seahawks got into some up tempo in the second half and really started moving the ball they just kind of ran into a buzz so I think Tampa Bay was one of those teams that you know, they looked at their season and said, we better find a way to get off the schneid because they had lost like uh, three of four or four of five or something coming into last week, and they barely beat the Rams in the last second of the game. So they knew they had to play better, and as Dave has said, they are a really good defense, and they played like it today. Yeah, the defense played well. I, we felt like the key to this game was going to be to not let these guys rush the football. They've only averaging about 60 yards per game when it comes to running the rock. 161 today, Raves. What are your thoughts there? Well, uh, it's exactly what you said. That, that was the one thing you can't do because when you do that, when you can let Tampa Bay run, then Tom Brady really has free reign because play fake, throw the ball down the middle, 18-yard gain, first down Tampa. I mean, you can just sort of set your watch by it. If you shut down the run, we also didn't get any kind of pressure on Tom Brady today. I think Pete sort of knew that because he knew that Brady got that ball out of his hands within two, 2.2 seconds. You've got to find a way, and if you can't get to the quarterback, you've got to get your hands up. Brady generally doesn't make mistakes. Seattle had no sacks. They only had one quarterback hit. Brady made a mistake and threw the pick right in the middle of the field to Cody Barton. 
And it was, what, Fournette who threw the other interception. So Tom Brady, he's not a 45-year-old playing in this league for nothing. He does not make mistakes, and he didn't make many today. Rapes are the leading rusher was Geno Smith. Four carries, 22 yards. Ken Walker had 10 for 17. What did you see the Bucks doing against that run? Well, they it looked like they oftentimes had linebackers literally running into the gaps and making tackles before Walker could even get his his shoulders turned and get upfield. There was one time that Ken, you know, and he's he's been really successful. I'm not going to question that rookie because he's a terrific running back. But on a third down and short, a fourth down and short, you can't stop behind the line of scrimmage and wait for something to open up. you got to square your shoulders and blast. And we didn't have a lot of areas, a lot of gaps for him to run into. A really tough Tampa Bay defense. They're huge up front. And so to move those guys, you've got to get your tackles with their legs underneath them, your guards. And we just didn't do a very good job of that today. And Gino also was under a lot of pressure. Good coverage outside by Tampa Bay, forcing Gino to kind of eat it a couple of times and try to run with the ball. So all in all, we just we didn't play the kind of game I don't think that the Seahawks expected they would. And uh, I think it's going to be a good time to have some time off for the Hawks. Kind of get away from it for a little bit, digest this, then forget it, and get ready for the stretch run. All right, Raves, uh, we appreciate your time. As usual, man, you get home safely. I'll see you out west, man. We will indeed. Thanks, Bob. All right, that was Steve Rabel, the voice of the Seahawks. We're out in Munich. The Seahawks fall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 21-16. Welcome back to the Seahawks Post Game Show. I'm Michael Bombas with Ray Roberts and Robert Turbin. The Seahawks fall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 21 to 16 and big ray when this game started it just didn't feel right 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 it wasn't the plays weren't connected on offense the way that we're used to the plays were not being made on defense the way that we're used to until later in the game when that pressure starts to build up a little bit when you look at this game this offense this defense how do you describe it what's the identity of this game well you know when i look at it i'm, I'm not saying that guys didn't play hard because you know all, all the guys do but the uh the desperation Kind of in that type of intensity seemed more in favor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, especially right. in the trenches, the way they were finishing blocks, the way they were getting after uh, uh, our, our offensive line. And then, I mean, maybe you know, the game plan was to, to not run at the middle of that defense, but that's not what the Seahawks do. Uh, I, I, got to, I think I told you early in the first quarter, first half, I'm like, man, I've seen the Seahawks, all of them in two-point stances more than I've seen right. uh, the entire season run blocking out of that. And that's not what they were doing up until this point. So I, just, I, don't, I feel like if, um, if, if you are a downhill running team, that you have, to, you have to be able to at least attempt what your identity is before you let someone take you out of that you identity. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. so I think that's what kind of got the offense off to like a rocky start. There was a lot of uh, – tosses and sweeps and the fly sweep trying to get to the corner and all that that's not real physical football when you do it that way that's more positioning football maybe you're trying to get those two inside guys to run a lot but if i was the seahawks if, if i did if i had to call the plays i would have been coming you know running more plays downhill than than all the the uh, sideways horizontal kind of runs now turbo um 10 carries, 17 yards. They rushed the ball 14 times in general. Obviously, part of that is because they're down. you got to throw the football. But what did you see out of this run game? Why wasn't it hitting the way we're used to seeing? Yeah, we just weren't getting any movement up front, and that's really what it comes down to. And Big Ray hit it right on, hit, hit the nail right on the head as, as it pertained to the offensive line not being in three-point stances. You can't get off the ball. 
when you're in a two-point stance. You can't fire off the ball and drive people back uh, when you're in two-point stances. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. Right. You know, we've been having a successful run game, you know, the, the, last, the last several weeks, and they've been putting their hand in the dirt and getting after guys. Uh, and for whatever reason, you know, that game plan uh, switched up today. I don't know if we were trying to – uh, maybe catch these guys off guard, but you know you're playing with uh, a, against a veteran football team that is that has a lot of guys on their roster who just won a championship a couple years ago, uh, and so those little things uh, likely aren't going to work. And we saw uh, the result of that uh, today. And then uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just played like a team who 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 they played like their season was on the line yeah. tonight. Yeah. You yeah. know, and 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 that's what it felt like for me. Yeah, and uh, and it was honestly. Yeah. I mean, when you in look a lot at of it, ways. I mean, I felt like that way. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I yeah. felt like if the Buccaneers lost, I thought I felt like their season was over. Yep, they improved you know? to five and five. The the Seahawks go down to six and four. Thankfully, um, they're still in the driver's seat when it comes to what they want to accomplish. You can still win this division, right? Oh yeah. Who do you got? You got uh, is, are the Raiders are next, I believe. I think the the Raiders are next anyway. Right. Yep. They're they're next upon. They can still go seven and four. Right? They got a bye week. So now after a loss and you go into the bye week, Big Ray, what's the mentality? How does the team approach that? Well, I think you know. I think you review this film and then you just want the guys to come back refreshed. Like and not, and you're not going to always be physically refreshed but like mentally right. just refreshed to kind of go you know we're back and we're back to the stretch run we're still a good football team didn't play our best football uh you know over in and munich but you know that could be a, a ton of different factors too with like the all the movement and all the uh the time change and all the adjustments that you have to make playing with a young football team so uh i, I think this will be a good this this break comes at the perfect time comes it really at, does comes at a perfect time and uh Right now, Cody Barton coming out of perfect time right into the segment. Cody Barton sitting down, getting his head his headset <laughs> on right now. Cody, how we doing, man? Me, man. No problem, man. They are uh, out in Munich. Um, obviously, you didn't get the result that you wanted, but uh, how was the experience overall? Overall, the experience was fun. You know what I mean? And even even though you say we, we lost the game, but even wins or losses, it's still fun being out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just the opportunity to play the game. I mean – yeah, we didn't get the result we wanted, but I still have a hell of a time during the game, you know, between the first quarter and the fourth quarter. What what was it they were doing in the running game that kind of allowed them to, to, to run the ball the way they did today? Was there something that you guys weren't expecting? or? No, I mean, at the end of the day, it just comes down to us, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they ran a few. They started doing a new run that we hadn't seen on tape, but as expected, right? Mm -hmm. There are teams always going to throw something new in, but at the end of the day, it just comes down to us, you know, whether it's someone just not, you know, peeking out the wrong side or you know what I mean whatever right. it is across the board yeah. there was a there was a few times where I I'd pop too far you know what I mean so mm -hmm. just just stuff like that it just comes down to everyone just doing their job right hey bye week coming up and just for our, our listeners who are listening in Cody uh for you personally like uh what does the routine look like for you during a bye week and get out of town go on vacation stay in town like what does it look like for you yeah I'm gonna go back to Utah I got a flight on Monday morning um I got a new house back home so okay congratulations thank you um and just the first couple of days, take care of my body, you know, relax. And then Wednesday, I'll start working out. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe a little on Saturday. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. you just you can't just do nothing over the bye week. You know, uh, you got you to come in because on Monday, we're going to be – we'll be rolling. So yeah, full tilt. take care of my body a few days and then just got to get back at it. Awesome. Now, on the latter side, so I was at the uh, the hotel restaurant and I ran into a young lady with a 57 on her chain. 
And uh, she and, and she barked at me, reminded me of my wife. I was like, she's intense. And I go, I go, who you wish? She goes, oh, Co- Cody Barton's my dude, man. It just, yep. just showing love. Man. Your girl is solid, man. She she barked at us, and I appreciated that, man. I go, That's that awesome. personality <laughs> definitely matches with 5'7". You got to keep in line. Did you meet her at, at school? No, after actually uh, – between the combine and the draft is when I first met her. Okay. On her first day, but yeah, that's Carla, that's my girlfriend. She's, she's awesome. Yeah. She holds me down. She barked. Hey, she barked at it. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Whose idea was it to get to get the fifty-seven chain? I, she just you? had it one day. No, she just had it one day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that's it. Need to get the diamond tester out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, um, so what was the yeah. uh, the message from Pete in the locker room after the game? Um. You know, first half wasn't wasn't how we wanted to start right. as a team, but you know, second half, you know, we started to come to life, mm-hmm. and even towards the end, you know, I, I honestly thought we were going to win that game yeah. up until the very end, and you know that momentum we had and those adjustments we had for the second half, that's something we need to take. That's who we, how we've been playing, mm-hmm. and that's something we need to take in the rest of the season, game in and game out. Do you feel like uh, the travel at all maybe impacted the slow start for the team today? No, just because they had to travel too. Sure, you know, sure. Right. we both had to travel. Yep, good point. Um, so I, I'd say no. Yeah. How was the surface out there? It seemed like guys were slipping yeah. early in the yeah. game. Good it was it was slippery. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was real sand into that grass. It was slippery. I, I fell quite a few times. <laughs> uh, speaking of slippery, you know, there's been there's been some talk uh, around the league, Cody, about the surfaces uh, in NFL stadiums. Some guys want to get rid of turf uh, completely and uh, make everything natural grass. Do you feel like there's a, a, you know, a significant difference? Do you think it's healthier to have natural grass around uh, all 32? I like grass, but I've always loved playing on grass. Yeah. Through co- high school, college, everything. I, I love playing on grass. But on turf, you can fly. <laughs> <laughs> but that being That's said, I, I have heard there are some – I haven't looked too much into it. Yeah. You know, luckily for me, I've always stayed healthy. Yeah. But um, I do prefer grass. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Last one we got for you, man. You had an interception. Congratulations, interception. Thank you. Yeah, big time. Was it was it something you noticed? Was it a play? Because I always like to pick the minds of athletes. Like when they do make those big plays, was it something you saw on film that that kind of led you to be in the right spot at the right time, or were you just yeah. dropping into your coverage? No. So we had it was just that trips open look. Yeah. But the two was a little close to that three, so I was like, all right. And Mike Evans was in the, at the three spot, so he's probably gonna run a special route or a seven cut. And, but I had a safety backing me up if he went deep. Mm-hmm. So I just knew I had to get depth. If that two comes under, I'll drive on it. He ended up, he ended up not coming under, so I just had, got some depth. And I know when I'd be under that 13. So kind of that layer between the safety and where I was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And for our listeners who are listening in, when Cody talks about the two and the three, you're counting the receivers from the outside in. So we got three receivers to the one side. The one is the outside. Two is in the middle. Three is the guy that's in the inside. So yep. uh, great, great description. Hey. Thank you. Football 101. Hey, come on, baby. Come on, baby. With Turbo. I know my game now. Turbo wants the illustrator and the chalkboard. You know what I'm saying? Let me draw these X's and O's up for you one time. Hey, well, Cody, not the result that you guys wanted, but thank you for coming out and and talking to us. Thank you. you. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. All right. We want to see Blue Thunder and the Seahawks dancers perform up close or catch us live and in person. Then American Family Insurance Touchdown Stadium at Lumenfield Event Center should be a part of the game day routine. Open three hours before kickoff, so bring the family and experience the excitement. When we return, we'll hear from Pete Carroll. He'll be at the podium. That is next on the Seahawks Radio Network.
Welcome back to the Seahawks Post Game Show. I'm Michael Bumpus with my guys Ray Roberts and Robert Turbin. The Seahawks fall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 21-16, but they made it interesting. If you look at the second half, they outscored these guys 16-7. to It was that first half that kind of got them. Now, this is the first time they've been shut out in that first half since the 49ers, back in what week two, I believe that was. And uh, like we mentioned before, it just seemed like, you know, this – things weren't really working for him. And I'm looking at this offense go. Big Ray, you mentioned them going east and west and not north and south. I'm looking at the surface. I'm looking at Geno. Just things didn't feel right. And those type of things happen. You know what I mean? That's part of a football season. You're not going to be perfect throughout the year. Those type of things happen. Um, but I think that maybe if you get a score or two in that first half, you might be in this game. Yeah, absolutely. And like I think we mentioned in the first half, they had uh, one less drive than Tampa Bay, but 20 less plays. So the offense just wasn't sustaining drives and keeping the ball. And then on defense, I think in the first half they had like three or four or five, like third and less than twos. And uh, th- that's really hard to defend because you have the whole playbook at your disposal. So they, w- they weren't doing what they had to do on second down to give them a chance to rush a quarterback on third down. And so I think some of that even uh, continued into the second half, even though they were keeping them off the scoreboard, but they were having these, these longer drives, taking time off the clock. Uh, which was then crunching the time that our offense had to had to, to get more points on the board. Yeah, and I also felt like we didn't take advantage of our opportunities. Right. You know, like uh, the first quarter, I think uh, uh, Tampa Bay had that missed field goal. It was short. You know, you, you didn't get anything out of that. You know what I mean? On the, on, the, on the following drive. And then you mentioned it earlier about our team on third down, you know, being one for nine. And usually when you have a tough day on third down, it's because you're getting yourself in a lot of third and long situations. Mm-hmm. Well, for us, it was different. You know, like we had pretty significant amount of third and ones and third and twos for whatever reason. You know, we couldn't convert. You know, when we 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 usually convert those, man, like butter. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, just not taking advantage of advantage of the opportunities that were presented to us uh, in the first half. Uh, it really, you know, it really, you know, played a part into you know us falling short at the end of the game. Yeah, and then it comes down to, man, running that rock. When you don't run the football, especially in this offense, 39 yards, Ray. Big Ray, 39 yards running that football. Geno Smith was the leading rusher for this team, four for 22. It's going to be a tough day. But you, we knew what we were getting into, right? We know that this Buccaneers defense was going to be tough. I think that that's the number that sticks out to me the most because I feel like once the run game gets going, as you know, everything else opens up and then the tight ends. We didn't see a lot of them either. Yeah, I thought, too, like – this was the first time where I saw like uh, like some of Kenneth Walker's style kind of worked against him because kind of hesitating, sometimes looking for the for the cutback a little too soon because there were some plays like on the front side of some of the zone plays where if he had just stayed mm-hmm. pressed the tackles yeah. area he probably would have picked up four or five yards but he tried to jump back and do the cut backwards and then he ran into the pursuit and then there was a couple uh, third and shorts. Well, you just got to get you just got to go get the first down. That's, right. that's not a time to try to hit the home run. And so that's this was the first time where it, it felt like, you know, I haven't watched the film and all that kind of stuff, but it felt like the rookie in him kind of showed up a little bit. And then uh, and then to me, man, I'm telling you, on the first drive, the Tampa Bay Buccaneer offensive linemen were turning to the sideline, mm-hmm. like doing the, the fist pump, like you're like uh, like you're pulling out the horn on a on, on a on truck on an eighteen like, wheeler. Uh, uh, yeah, because yeah, they were like, "We got this one. Yeah. Put this on us. We, we're going to get it." Yeah, turning to the quarterback, saying, "Do it again. Do it again." As an offensive lineman, dude, like when you get into that 
zone, mm-hmm. like that's, that's right. when you just like they can't stop us. There's yeah. nothing they're going to be able to do mm-hmm. today to stop us. They're going to have to prove to us that they can out bully us because that's what's going to happen. And they did that the whole game. And and that's what you said to yes. me too. You said this is going to be a bully game. It's a bully boy game, bully. exactly. And they won it. And uh, I think you can't you can't get into the bully fight if you're running if you're playing sideline to sideline. Right. That's not that's not a physical type of football. Like that's more of those are for the Seahawks. Those are the secondary plays that come off of some of the hard downhill running plays that you do. Yeah. And so to me, not I'm not questioning anybody's play calling, but for me, Tampa Bay's front would have to prove to me that they were going to they're they're going to out physical us in what we do before I before I start doing something else. And so I think early in the game that was established early on and uh and then it was hard to kind of get that back in order to, to make some, hey, Kenneth Walker, I think, had uh, 10 carries for 17 yards. Yeah. You know, that's 1.7 yards to carry. He was averaging over five yards to carry in the first half and over six yards to carry in the second half. So uh, they did a good job of shutting him down. Uh, they did a good job of, of keeping that, that whole running game in um, under control. Was that the Vita Vea effect, you think, Turbo? Uh, Vita Vea, you know, uh, Akeem Hicks, you know, they did a really decent job uh, up front. And, you know, they, they seem like, uh, I don't want to say superior, maybe that's too strong of a word, but they, they felt like the veteran team today mm. that knew how to prepare for all of the elements, the field, the travel, uh, and everything like that. Just just a little bit better than than, than, uh, than we did. And, um, you know, Big Ray talks about the offensive line, looking to the sideline and, I mean, I remember as a running back, you know, doing that. Like, yeah. man, give me the ball because <laughs> right now I can't be stopped. And yeah. when you're in a zone where you just know, like, yes. you just feel like you know you have the advantage mm-hmm. over your opponent right now. And, you know, quite frankly, they had the advantage uh, on both sides of the football up front uh, against us today. And when you can't win a line of scrimmage, uh, when you can't run the football and you can't stop the run, you're normally going to lose a football game. I'm a receiver. You guys, O-line, running back, we don't win games. Y'all win games. I'm going to out there right now. Hey, right now, Ness, hey, let's pause 10 seconds to give our network station a chance to identify themselves here on the Seahawks Radio Network. Seattle Seahawks Station. Cairo. Cairo Radio. A conversation. Breaking news direct from the sidelines. And where the 12s hear the Seahawks. KIRO FM Tacoma, Seattle. All right, we're out in Munich, and the Seahawks fall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, they tried to get it done down in the end. It just wasn't enough. It was 21-16. Got a lot more to do here on the Seahawks Radio Network. Welcome back to the Seahawks Post Game Show. I'm with my guys, Robert Turbin and Ray Roberts. I am Michael Bumpus. The Seahawks fall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 21-16. to mm. Hard-fought game, though, man. And, and you know, look. Call me Homer if you want to. All right? <laughs> okay, Homer. The people who are going to text and say, oh, you're just softening the blow. I just like the fight in the team. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they, they put themselves in a bad position, but we're still fighting towards the end of the game. And there is a glimmer of hope. So if there's anything that you can take from this loss, man, you go into the bye week, you, you watch the film, you break it down, and you say, all right, look, we were still in the fight. Well, the, the thing is, is I, I don't even want to even question fight. The people that question fight are – probably people that's, that have never been in this game on this field because it wasn't a matter of fight. It was just the Tampa Bay executed their game plan much better than the Seahawks executed the plan that they wanted to run. So it wasn't that the players weren't playing exactly. hard. It wasn't like they weren't trying to block or run or throw or tackle or cover or any of those things. It's just that they, the, their plan just was executed better. And so, uh, you know, the, the, the defense allowed, you know, well, I'm, I'm not going to even say allowed, but the Buccaneers ran the ball 
the way they have not run the ball the entire season. All year, they were averaging right. like minus 60, week one. Yeah, yeah, yeah minus exactly. week one. Yeah, they exactly. were averaging about sixty yards a game, and their their play by play person was saying. If that continued for the rest of the year, it'd be the lowest rushing total in the history of the league since nineteen fifty. And so, and so then, so this, they, was, they definitely had a plan to run the football, and and it worked for them. And if, if I, I really feel like if if we were able to to stop the run, it would have been a totally different football game. But you have to sometimes you have to tip the hat to the other team. They they played well. They played a good football game. They protected well. Like I I thought we would get. I don't know if we, I thought we'd sack Tom Brady, but I thought we'd get a lot more pressure from the edge. Mm. But uh, but they did a really good job of protecting him, and it, he wasn't just always getting the ball out fast. Sometimes he was standing back there patting it for a little bit. So mm-hmm. you have to give them some credit. Like heck, they get paid to play. You know what I'm saying? They and uh, and so it to, it just didn't work out for the Seahawks today. And so I, I think if they had to do it all over again, it be a, it could be a totally different football game. Yeah, you could really tell that uh, running the football was an emphasis. Yes for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm-hmm. going into this football game. I mean, and Leonard Fournette didn't even start, Mm-mm. you know. And so they were like, listen, we're going to make a change. We're going to start a new back tonight and everything. So uh, there was a lot that went into the run game plan for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even from a personnel standpoint, not just scheme. Uh, and so – and they executed it, like you said, Big Ray. And I thought the other key factor uh, in this was pressure on Tom Brady. You know, like we weren't able to, uh, you know, get him on the ground on a consistent basis. And he was able to kind of, you know, do his thing, you know, from the pocket. And, you know, obviously we know the, the, the greatness of Tom Brady. And really with any quarterback in this league, man, if you give him that kind of time, they're going to dice you up, man. Uh, and so we got to do a little bit better job Speaking there. Speaking on pressure on Tom Brady, one QB hit. No sack. So, yeah. my guy was clean right now. We got Marquise Goodwin sitting down. We appreci- appreciate Iced you sitting out. down. First off, if y'all, if y'all can see what I'm looking at right Every now. Every time I come over, my SAD, bling, bling. <laughs> the temperature in the room just went down. <laughs> now I need to put my jacket back on. <laughs> oh, man. Mar- Marquise, congratulations on your touchdown. Obviously not the result that you wanted, but overall, how's the experience been out here in Germany? wonderful experience man been embraced by uh the folks of in germany um had an event before the game and so many people showed love pulled up it's just you know it felt like a home game today honestly you know obviously we didn't get the win but um what a wonderful opportunity to be in another country and still feel like you're at home right what was it like uh, on that field today? It seemed like it was a, a little slick. So as you know, a, a guy that uses speed and cuts and all that, how did that impact the route running or the game, or did, do you think it had an impact at all? Man, I think instead of running four two, I was like four two eight. I like that flex on him. No, right? That joke went that even Arnold Schwarzenegger. On the <laughs> Uh, crazy, uh, man! I want. I, I, I got to talk about the swag. I got to talk about the drip a got little bit, too. man. What you got going? You got stylus going on. This, this all you. You put that. And for, for obviously we on radio. So, ladies and gentlemen, my my, my dude is in the coke white right now. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? All white November. Boot, yeah, you feel all wear, white November. I wear all white. I gotta know where it come November. from. I, uh, the all white. What? Yeah, I gotta know where it come from, man. So, um, I lost my wife and I lost three babies in November. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the first time was 11-12-2017, which wow. was yesterday, five years ago. Mm-hmm. And then we end up losing twins the next year, wow. um, uh, one week later. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. In the same point of our pregnancy. So I wear white all November, and it's my birthday month. 
my birthday's on the 19th coming up. I'll be 32, but I wear all white as a symbol of appreciation for my kids. And it helps me to focus on my energy, everything around me. When you wear all white, you got to be particular about what you eat, what you drink, right. who you touch, who you're right. around. Yeah. So it helps me focus on so many other things as opposed to just, man, I lost my kids. Like, right. mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's what helps me. That's, that's beautiful, deep, man. man. That's, you know what? And I remember beautiful. that. You was with the Niners. I believe you scored a touchdown. You dropped down to your knees. And yes, sir. I think it might have been the same day or that week. It was that, the same day. The same day that you lost your child, man. That's that's uh. You touched me right there, right, man. I got, I got, I got three of my own, so I feel you. Yeah, absolutely. To answer your question, though, uh, shout out to Dex Rob. He's uh, he's a style guy okay. that I work with. Yeah, uh, he's my frat brother. Um, Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated, man. Uh, great dude. He's helped me just take my swag to another level. I always <laughs> had it, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just to get well, it straight. A lot right. of this is me, <laughs> <laughs> but. You know what I'm saying. Please. So, what's your what's your plan for the for the bye week? Take some time off, man. My my, my grandmother and I share a birthday, so I'm gonna um, throw a little party for her with our family. We're gonna celebrate Thanksgiving early. Y'all, you know, pay attention on social media if you want to tune in. Love We're gonna post some good food a week early, and we're just gonna have fun and celebrate, man. We're just gonna love up on each other. Is that oh, out oh, in oh. Seattle or no? It's in Austin. Okay, I, I gotta say you you can't tell Texas. a big dude the, the like the, <laughs> yeah. the recipe. Oh, yeah. you gotta bring me some food. <laughs> hey, say less. <laughs> say less. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna cook it, bro, but I'll eat it. Like, <laughs> you want some pecan pie? You want sweet potato? What you want, man? We got it. Hey man, I remember one Thanksgiving, man. I had my fat. We was I was in San Diego. Used to be an off season home. I had my whole family come out, and uh, so while you know everybody was cooking, you know, uh, girlfriend, you know, moms, and and you know everybody, grandma. I took the fellas, cousins, nephew, yeah. to where I trained at, uh -huh. and put them through, and they was gone. They was done. You, man, that's crazy. Yeah, they, they was I done. do that. I do that every <laughs> every year on my birthday. I'm, I'm gonna take y'all through what it really really feel like to get ready for this. You know what I'm saying? You all man. So so you do that, and, and and they they show respect. Like, damn, I can't believe you you 100%. do all this. Yeah, my little brothers. I'm the oldest of twelve. Mm, you know man. what I'm saying? So my brothers, they they pull up on me, and they respect me a lot. They help me through the off season. I train by myself. And mm. with my brothers, yeah. mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, and it's helped our bond over the years. Um, they've never asked me for not a, n nothing. That's you know, beautiful. They just love up on me and they support me in every way that they can. So I love my siblings. Not a nim, not a nim, because they good. You know, they work yeah. hard and they they want to get it out of the mud just like I did and right. earn it their way. You know, they don't want no handouts, and I, I love my siblings for that. I love that. So man. you you got siblings who play ball as well. I had siblings that did, but they they just didn't take advantage of the ops yep. like I did. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They thought it was just going to happen. And a lot of kids out there, if you got any kids listening, it's not just going to happen. You're going to have work. to put in work every single day. Yeah. yeah. This bye week, my body feels like poop. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? I'm still going to work. Right. Because yeah, yeah. guess what? We're gonna and you had to fight to we, even yeah. play today, right? You Man, what? Had to yeah. battle through. I didn't play last week. They try to, you know, keep me down this week, but I had to pull through for the for the squad. Yeah, I, I knew I knew you was ready this week because I uh, I tossed you the ball one time and then I practiced, and then you yeah. dropped it. Then I tossed it to you again. It was low, and, and you snatched that thing up out of there. What was it like practicing at Byron Munich? Did you have any idea who Byron Munich was before you guys practiced at that facility? I'm not gonna cap. I had no idea. No idea. <laughs> no idea. I've been out here before for track and field, um, but I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was a, it was a great experience to meet those guys. It's you know it's different. I see, I'm expecting to see like 50 
team team members, and it was like twelve of them. Yeah, mm -hmm. I thought it was a basketball team. <laughs> so all y'all running like that. <laughs> so uh, what what is your message then? To I mean, you guys are playing with a lot of young dudes on offense and defense. So you know, I don't know if you had a chance to pull one to the side or let them to kind of know like how to take care of themselves during a bye week like this. You know, just so they can understand that pro aspect of it that it's not a vacation. Right. You know, like rest a little bit, but you still got to put that work in. Big right, time. man. You just got to be smart, man. Don't make no bonehead decisions. Don't go out there and make stuff up. Don't try to go out there and just do too much, be mm -hmm. out there partying. You ain't doing that in the season, man. Right. This, this is not what this is for. Yeah. Bye week is to help you get by the week. <laughs> like, it's, exactly. not, it's not there for you to go turn up at the club and, and be drunk or do, do stuff to put yourself in a position to get arrested or mm -hmm. anything. You got to be smart. That's awesome. Yeah, hey, man, we appreciate you taking time Absolutely. Uh, out of your day, man. Uh, we enjoyed the game, even though it didn't end up the way that uh, we all wanted it. But we appreciate you, Marquis. It's all love, and I appreciate y'all. All right. We got lots of more to do. We come back. Seahawks fall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 21-16. Welcome back to the Seahawks Post Game Show. I'm with the fellas in Munich, Robert Turbin and Ray Turbo. Roberts. That, uh, that interview from Marquis Gilman was solid, man. Big time. He, he's a good dude. First time that I had the opportunity to talk to him. And uh, I just love his vibe and his message. And he's, he's iced out in the all-white November. Then he brought us in and, and made us understand there's a message behind that mm -hmm. stuff. And so if there's a message behind this game, Big Ray, mm -hmm. what's the message to this team behind this game? Well, I think, you know, uh, because this is a like extenuating circumstances, it's kind of hard to compare it to just a normal week, you know, because of the travel, because of being displaced, not sleeping in your same bed, playing nine hours time difference. It's just a lot to adjust to. But I think what, what Marquise was saying is like keeps it all in perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna live to play another day. Like you're gonna you're gonna learn from this. a uh, bunch of young dudes are playing. Uh, go take this bye week, get your mind right, get your body refreshed and come back and, and then and go down the stretch. This is not a bad football team. Right. They just had a bad game. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's hard sometimes for people and and uh you know in our culture and stuff on social media you're great one day and you're terrible the next. And right. it's like, you know what, like they just played a bad football game. And then Tampa Bay, to their credit, played a good football game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like uh, it's not like that they weren't prepared or, or uh, that they weren't competing or they weren't trying hard enough. It's just that they, they, today they just didn't play their, their best game and Tampa Bay played their game. I think like Turbo said, Tampa Bay looked like the team that was playing for uh, their season because it was on the line. All right, and right now we are joined by – T. Woo, Tariq Woolen had an interception today as he gets all set up. Man, I'm about to do the T. Well, I'm putting my shades on too, dog. Let's do it. I had the mopey eyes. Man, you got them damn dollar store. Hey, dollar store for sure. That's how I roll. T. Woo ain't got them dollar store shades. These was in the the rookie bag they gave us. Okay. See, stop hating. Stop hating. Dang. Hey, how was it out there? It looked a little slick. We're asking every player this because it looked slick out there. It looked like the footing was was a bit difficult. How was that? Uh, at first it was, and then I had switched cleats. But I had tested them out in pregame. And once I seen the difference, I just kept the uh, cleats with the studs in them on. Yep. Mm. What did you see uh, from Tampa Bay that they were doing today? Like, uh, was it the, the, the pressure on the quarterback a deal, or was they just maybe some things mm -hmm. you guys hadn't seen yet? Or what, what was making it difficult to get off the field for the defense? I mean, I just feel like uh, we just started kind of slow, and then also – 
They ran the ball more than we expected. I mean, dude just came from a performance. He threw the ball 60 times, 58 times. Right. And then, whereas today I look up and it wasn't even near that. It was like probably less than 30. Mm-hmm. And so we just got to do a better job at tackling and run fits and stuff like that. But second half, we just went out there and, and played like we know how to play and right. made some adjustments. And whenever you go against a great quarterback and a great team, it's hard to, you know, come back from a deficit. Like, especially when it's 21-3 at halftime, it's right. pretty hard. But we know we're a great team, too, and we know we're capable of doing that. We know we're capable of beating teams like this. So mm-hmm. it, it hurt a lot more, especially when you got long playing ride. <laughs> yeah. Man, there's been some receivers uh, throughout this season, T, you know, Cortland mm-hmm. Sutton and D-Hop. And uh, there's some, been some guys who've been trying to beat you down the field on the go route. And, uh, it looked like Tampa Bay tried to do it with a uh, a quarterback at the age of four five. You know, <laughs> I'm thinking in my head like if a receiver can't beat this man down the field on a go route, what makes you think this quarterback gonna be able to hit this man down the sideline? <laughs> what they tried to catch you falling asleep, man? What did you recognize on that man and make that play? Uh, sure. Well, they ran Wildcat the first time, and Brady was out there, and I was like, ain't no way they're gonna throw it to Brady the first time. I was like, ain't no way. So as soon as he hiked the ball, I ran and went with the run. And then the second time they did it is in the red zone, well, getting closer to the red zone. And, like, same, so the same way he had seen me splitting it, like Brady right here, and he didn't think I didn't see Brady. But a little did he know, I just was bailing. As soon as I seen him run the other way and then he stopped, I just, I just got to bailing even faster. Uh-huh. I know time ain't fast. It was one of those uh, interceptions that was a gift. Yeah. Man. When sometimes you got, yeah, whenever you get a gift, you got to take. Oh, for sure. yeah. just like them glasses you got. <laughs> <laughs> Turbo, man, you be hating, dog. I ain't hating. You be hating. <laughs> hey, so you're out here in Germany. I spoke to you a couple of days ago at, at practice. Um, have you been able to see anything? You go out a little bit? Did you did you experience Germany? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I was over there, I think called like St. Peter's Church. I think about, yeah, St. Peter's Church, like a big church. And then um, – I was surprised that they, they McDonald's was pretty good. <laughs> um, when, okay. Whenever I, whenever I was in the U.S., I used to get, like, the, the chicken snack wrap from McDonald's, and they yeah. canceled it. And now here they had it. And when I tried it, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I missed this for sure. But uh, it was just pretty cool just <clears throat> going around, the you know, the city and stuff. And uh, when people, like, recognize you from, like, all the way overseas right. and, like, coming from where I'm from and, just my situation and me never thinking of being in this position when like two years ago it's just pretty eye opening and crazy because you know football just unite like everybody like right. no matter the race no matter your background no matter where you at no matter your struggles or anything it's like the the, the game brings joy to hella people and they don't even have to play they just you you just go out there and have fun and they see you out there just having fun and they like enjoy it just because you know like, they ain't never had football here. Right. So, yeah. just embracing all that and just having fun with it the whole time, it was pretty cool. And I appreciate the fans out here and how much love they showed. So, uh, you know, about to go into this bye week, uh, and, you know, we've probably talked to all the guys about this too, but what have some of the, have some of the veteran guys talked to you about how to handle the bye week? And if so, what is what are your plans? Um, uh, they haven't really told me too much, but they were just saying just stay out of the way. Uh, just be careful what you do. Don't try to do too much. And uh, also just stay in shape, too. And I, that was my plan anyway. I was just going to go back home, see my family for a couple of days, and then uh, link up with a trainer that I know that's in San Antonio because uh, I'm originally from Fort Worth, so I'll go to Fort Worth for a couple of days, and I'm going to go to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. 
good stuff. Halfway through the season, got the bye week coming up, man. So, you know, if you kind of just evaluate yourself, you know, first half and mm. you think about some of the things you want to improve on going into the second half, you know, where are a couple of those things you think? I'm glad you said that, too. Um, I, I, I'm glad you said that for real because I really didn't think about that. I just knew that I wanted to be better the second half of the season than how I did the first half. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even though I did do a pretty good job the first half of the season, I just know that there's a lot more that I can do. And I know I'm a rookie, and I, I know that, you know what I'm saying, that some people don't see me as a rookie no more, too. But uh, just making sure I just grow as time goes by. And also just knowing you just got to trust the process. You know, stuff don't happen overnight. Like, it, it didn't happen overnight to get to this point. So uh, just knowing to trust the process and just keep grinding and just keep pounding at it, pounding at it. And knowing that I'm going to get better, that's all I can do. For sure. All right, well, we appreciate your time, man. We've interviewed Cody Barton, Marquise mm-hmm. Goodwin, and yourself. You the iciest so far. I'm just going <laughs> to throw that out there right <laughs> now, man. Hey. I, I appreciate, appreciate, appreciate. You, hey. see, you should see Keys before the games. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's Tariq Woolen, man. We appreciate your time, man. Coming back, we got a lot more to do here on the Seahawks Radio Network. Welcome back to the Seahawks Post Game Show. I'm Michael Bumbus with the fellas Ray Roberts and Robert Turbin. Quandre just blessed us real quick stepping in the room. Appreciate you, brother. All right, we're going to send it to Jim Miller. She's standing by with Kobe Bryant. Kobe, that first half, there was an awful lot of running plays, not something that Tampa had done coming into this game. How much did that catch the defense by surprise? Um, it, it did catch us off guard, but, you know, ultimately we have to, you know, play together and get the stops that we need to. So, How long did it take to kind of find your footing? Because Tom Brady in attack mode is a tough thing to face. Yeah, uh, it, it took us a little minute, but like I said, ultimately we just got to come together, be the defense that we are, and, and get the stops. So. You had some great coverage on those plays. Brady can fit it into the tightest windows. Is there anything you could have done differently on, on some of those moves? Yeah, there's always, you know, things that you can do better. You know, that's what I got to do is go back and watch film and, you know, learn from those mistakes and just keep growing. I know you said it kind of took a little while to find footing, but is there anything else, and anything else you can see as to why the defense was just playing on its heels a little bit? Yeah, uh, just like I said, not being together as one. You know, like how we've been the past couple of weeks, but you know that's what the bye week is for, just to learn and grow. How challenging were the field conditions today? Uh, you know, that's that's not really an excuse or anything. You know, the field was perfect. Uh, you know, just got to play our ball. So as you look ahead to the bye week, it's extra time off, but. What are you going to do, maybe to get better at football as a result? Watch more film, you know, take care of our body, and, uh, you know, stay in contact with each other and, and, and continuously grow. Anything else that you take from this game, maybe it's a positive even though it's a loss? Yeah, just how we fought to the end. You know, that's the biggest thing. You know, that shows true character, you know, within ourselves. And, and, and you know, I respect, you know, each and every one of my teammates. So. How about Cody Barton's hands? It's his first career interception. Not bad hands. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's the best way to get a pick. You know, I was extremely happy for him, and, you know, he, he has a bright career too. Tariq, I know he's going to say he had the better pick, though, right? But if you're covering Tom Brady, I mean, degree of difficulty on Cody's was harder, right? Definitely, definitely. But, it, you know, ultimately those are two big plays that, you know, helped us in the game, and, and they, they made a, a great play. There you go. And Michael Bumpus, that interception by Cody Barton, it ended a very long streak of non-interception opportunities for Tom Brady. Thank you, Jen Mueller. Now, Kobe Bryant said he said they didn't feel connected, like the defense wasn't connected. And when we have our full crew, we have Paul Moyer and Marcus Trufant with us, they both mentioned that the defense is playing on a string, and we just didn't see that today. Yeah, absolutely. That, it, it felt like that from the beginning, too. Like, it, you know, Trufant is always talking about how <clears throat> the, the pass rush 
and the coverage, uh, you know, they have to work together like the, this on a string thing. So when, uh, so that you can keep everybody in the proper spacing, the proper timing and all that. And if you can't get a dude like Tom Brady off his square, it's going to be really, really tough. And like we mentioned earlier, he's only, he was only hit one time, didn't have, wasn't sacked at all. And, uh, and there were times when he's getting the ball out fast and times when he's, he's getting to, to kind of sit back there and pat it a little bit. So when I think when he's talking about feeling disconnected, I think that's one thing. And then the other thing was that um, uh, uh, they were talking about there was a um, Barton, Cody Barton said that there was one or two running plays they hadn't seen on film yet and that they kind of got him with that. And so I'm almost certain, I don't know if it was a counter or a trap, but it was a power-type play where they're pinning on one side and pulling the backside. And uh, he said a couple times he got too far up the field or too wide or whatever. And when you can't get the fit right on those things, you can get big explosive plays. And they, they ran it time and time again, both sides, and the, the running backs were patient enough to kind of wait for the hole to open, and then they took advantage of it and picked up 10, 15 yards or whatever. But like we said, they've been averaging about 60 yards uh, per game, and they had you know well over 100, uh, 120 or so today. So those two things together, giving Tom Brady time to throw the ball, and then allowing them to run the ball at the rate that they did made it for a tough day for that defense. Yeah, and then the other thing, too, is it, yeah, it seemed like our defense was a little bit caught off guard by not only the different run plays that they uh, weren't uh, – that they didn't see on film, but just how many times they mm-hmm. were running the football in general. We had Tyreek Woolen up here, and he talked about, like, you know, last week they threw the ball, you know, 60-something times. Uh, and Tom Brady's been throwing the ball quite a bit, you mm-hmm. know, over the course of the season. Uh, and then they go into this game uh, with a little bit more of a balanced attack. And so it felt like uh, from a defensive perspective, it was a little bit unexpected, you mm-hmm. know, uh, caught our defense a little bit off guard and by surprise. Now, I don't want to say that we were ill-prepared right. uh, to be able to stop the run, but evidently uh, we were expecting a, a, a passing type of football game from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, and they, you know, listen, give them credit, man. They came in with a game plan and uh, uh, did some things we weren't expecting them to do, and, and they executed. That's football, man. It is a game of adjustments. Let's go back to Jim Miller. She's standing by with Al Woods. What was the adjustment that needed to be made for the defense today? Take a breath. Calm down. You know, get back to the basics of football. Get back to what we do. You know, get over everything, you know, get over the atmosphere, get over who we were playing, you know, just settle down and get back to our style of football. Was that surprising to you, given what we've seen the last four weeks and how everybody has come together? Um, I'll say, you know, we came out the second half a lot better than we started the game. Um, And that was needed, you know, so... You know, we were showing that man, no matter what we go through, we're going to finish. And uh, that's what we tried to do today. We didn't get it done. But, uh, you know, we got a lot of left ball to play. This one already behind me. You know, I'm on to the next. Unfortunately, I got one coming up this week, so I'm going to take the time to, to rehab and get my body right. Given how much they were running the ball and given the fact that Brian Monet was a healthy scratch today, did your job get harder in the middle of that line? No, 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 no. That's something that um, – that, um, that I'm used to doing, you know. I miss my brother, though. You know, I missed him out there. That's my dog. And, you know, everybody know we love Monet. You know, he an awesome dude. Uh, but, you know, that's something, some, some stuff is out of our control. And you got to just play with, with cards you're being dealt. 
you have been in the league a long time. You've seen Tom Brady. Do you think that any of the young guys got starstruck at all by seeing him back there? Um, I don't think so. You know, our guys are real professionals. Um, you know, but I mean, he had a master at what he do. I mean, the dude been in the league 22 years. He didn't seen every freaking form of defense you could throw at him. Um, but to be the master, you got to train like one. You know what I mean? So I think this 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 experience is going to humble us and get us back to the basics and, and, and just start start all over again. Thank you, Al. We'll get that back to you, Bob. Thanks, Jen. That was Al Woods. He was my key hawk. I felt like he needed to have a good game for these guys to win and uh, probably was right because they rushed for the buck 60 on this team. And, uh, you know, it's all about that push at the line of scrimmage, man. It's uh, games are won and lost in the trenches. And I think that today was more evident than most. Yeah, you know, as I was sitting here listening to him talk, you know, and listening to you know, what Turbo said at the beginning of the of the broadcast today is that, you know, this is kind of, this was a make or break game for the, for the Buccaneers. And so I was thinking about when the Seahawks defense made that adjustment in the first game against Arizona and just how they just looked different. They dominated different. They probably, the, the Cardinals probably saw something they hadn't seen on film. And it almost, it almost feels like the same thing was happening for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was like, like this, we have to make a statement like right now to get our, to get our season back on track. And, and they executed very well. They, they were very pur- purposeful in wanting to run the football. Like, like Turbo, when you guys were just mentioning earlier, you had thrown the ball about 60-something times in the previous game and threw it probably half that in this game, but then put a heavy emphasis on the amount of running that they were also doing. And so then they had some early success. And as we said already, the offensive line was jacked up and wanting to run the ball. Uh, it, just made it, it just made it tough. It, it, it made it for a tough day coupled with the offense not being able to get anything going because that defense was on the field for a long time uh, in the first half, and so they just didn't get a break. Uh, and so the, the offense didn't really help that at all. Yeah, and getting back to, uh, you know, what our game plan was uh, defensively, you know, you, you heard Al Woods talk about, you know, hey, man, some, some things are out of my control. Brian Monet wasn't out there today. You know, he was a healthy scratch. Uh, LJ Collier wasn't out there today. You know, uh, he was a healthy scratch. And these are the guys that are kind of you know, they're, they're playing in the middle of the D, mm-hmm. you know, of the defense. And um, and they're uh, and they're there to be able to solidify that run. And, uh, you know, listen, you still got Puna Ford, obviously. And, and uh, you know, we just heard from Al Woods. But it was the A-gaps that hurt us, yeah. you know, in, in the run game. They were really able to get downhill, pull guards, uh, get them up to our linebackers, man. And the running back showed great patience, and we're able to hit the hole, man, and, and uh, you know, find the creases and get some space. And so, uh, you know, I think maybe, you know, having another big guy mm-hmm. instead of an edge rusher may have made a difference. Who knows? Uh, but, you know, I think the Buccaneers certainly took advantage from a personnel standpoint as well. Well, that's, that's what makes it kind of cool, though, sometimes, is like the, the cat and mouse game. And like, and then sometimes you're the freaking windshield, and sometimes you're the bug, man. You know what I'm saying? And and, to, and today the Seahawks were the bug. That's, I mean, it's not the bug wasn't yep. flying less fast than he normally flies, or right. less free, or less with right. effort, or whatever. Just ran into the freaking ran into the windshield today. Nice and windshield. You just reminded me of uh, road trips to Vegas from LA. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, say twelves. Do you want access to exclusive ticket promotions and last minute ticket releases before game day? Simply text Seahawks to 71211 and opt in to receive the latest offers. When we come back, we will give you our players of the game. That's coming up next. The Seahawks fall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 21-16. to Welcome back to the Seahawks postgame show. Different vibes. It's been a while since we've been here, fellas. The yes. Hawks lose to the Buccaneers 21-16. to 
gave it their all late in the game, just fell just a little short. Now, it's time for the player of the game. The player of the game is brought to you by the Telluride X Pro from Kia, official partner of the Seattle Seahawks. Player of the game. Mm. I'm gonna go with the guy wearing the jersey because he was he, he could have been a player in the game. You feel me? You know, <laughs> Deuce Deuce would have got loose today. Turbo, Turbo, who you got, man? Okay, um, man, this is a good one, and uh, it's a good one. You're patting yourself on the back already. Well, you know, listen, I'll let y'all do that. You know, I'll, I'll show my, I'll show some humility. You know what I mean? I think I'm gonna go with Marquise Goodwin on this one. Mm. I think I'm gonna go with Marquise Goodwin on this one. I thought uh. You know, just for him, just just him battling back from injury last week, and 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 you know, getting himself ready to play, and uh, you know, he made some plays in his football game, scored a touchdown. Um, you know, I, I I thought his impact, you know, on the game uh, was big. You you saw actually the Tampa Bay Buccaneers start a double team in DK. They had to corner safety over the top pretty much the entire second half. It was really difficult to get the ball to D.K. Metcalf in the second half. So other guys are going to need to step up. I thought Marquise Goodwin was one of those guys. I feel you. I, I think the dude I'm going to go with, I mean, Jordan Brooks had a total of 14 tackles and 11 solo, but um, I really feel the last few weeks Cody Barton has been kind of rolling into his own, and I think it has a lot to do with some of the adjustment that they've made on de- defense to allow him to play downhill. You saw him in the backfield. He made a, a tackle for loss today. He was around the ball a lot. And then he came over with the big interception that gave the Seahawks a chance to get back into the ball game. So I'm going to go with my guy, Cody Barton, on his way to Utah to see his new crib. And you Utah. guys already, you already celebrated his girl with the 57 chain. So, yeah. hey, might as well go with it. That's what I was going to go with. I was <laughs> going to go with Cody Barton. Uh, one, because of his interception. Two, because his girl don't play. And uh, she's going to keep him in line this bye week <laughs> for, <laughs> for sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Cody deserves some love because, yeah. I mean, th- what we do for a living is we critique, right? Mm-hmm. And we've critiqued Cody Barton um, yeah. a few times. So when it's time to give a man flowers, you give that man some flowers. And I thought, like you, Ray, he's played a couple of really good games and highlighted with his interception today. So, yeah. We got – who'd you go with again? Turbo? It don't matter who I went with. Who'd you go with, Because, you know what I'm saying, y'all against he, me. He went with Marquise. Marquise. I went with Marquise. Marquise. All right. Yep, yep. All right. Outfit of the day, Marquise, for sure. <laughs> Chain of the day, Tariq. Tariq. Yeah. Yeah. And then player of the game, Cody. Cody. Oh, <laughs> we got it. That's, that's kind of how it works. That's how it works. Yeah. yeah. Y'all number, Turbo. It's cool, man. You, you look, you look good it, in your man. uniform, though, bro. I know I look good. You know what I'm saying? Because, I, you know what I mean? I've been walking these streets. So, I know I look good. I like the all-uniform uh, you know team. Uh, <laughs> all yeah. right. Hey, hey, say 12s. Now it's your chance to weigh in. Follow the Seahawks on Twitter and Instagram to vote for the kids. Electric player of the game. All right. When we return, we'll put a ball in this thing, man. That's coming up next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Smith getting all of his offensive teammates the play call. Now drops back into the shotgun. Ball on the right hash mark. Gino from the shotgun on fourth down and one. The play fade. Gino rolls left. Looks. He's going to throw to the back of the end zone. Reaching up. Making a catch. Good one. He's got it. Touchdown. Seahawks. Marquise Goodwin. Far side of the end zone. Diving for the ball. A touchdown. Seahawks. Geno Smith with a perfect pass from 19 yards out. 
Heck of a catch by Marquise Goodwin. The call of the game is brought to you by Beacon Plummet. Stop freaking. Call Beacon. We're going to go to the podium. Pete Carroll's there now. Well, this feels like a, uh, um, a real opportunity missed. Um, coming here in this beautiful setting, all the buildup and everything that, that uh, you know, the game could have been. It was in hype, and uh, the fans were extraordinary, and everybody, everything was about this whole trip has been great. Uh, so the opportunity to win the game here um, would have been one to really cherish, and, and I'm sure that they will. Uh, they played a really good football game. Tampa Bay did, did what they wanted to do, and, and uh, particularly early in the game, they were able to keep us off balance, and uh, we have not been like that for a, a while, and, and uh, so we had to regroup, um, particularly, you know, we don't think we converted a third down in the first half and didn't run the ball at all, and so uh, we came back to mixing things and doing things right and, and, and getting some momentum, feel, uh, kind of a feel that was different. And so you could feel the comeback was happening. And uh, that's exactly what we would expect from our guys and this team and the leadership of this team and um, that we would get back in it. And we, we took it all the way till uh, there was a couple plays that happened there in the, in, or I think early in the fourth quarter that, that changed it. You know, they converted on a, we had Tom in the backfield. He gets out and throws the ball and they make a big third down win. Um, you know, and, and that that there was a couple plays like that that, that really changed the rhythm of what with the comeback that we were in. Um, so um, this, like I said, it's a, it's unfortunate. I, I, the team we talked about how how important it is to realize that we were right back in this game and that we we weren't out of it, and we never thought that, and we didn't show that, and, and that is the same kind of mentality that's going to help us finish the season and, and do something special with this year. We don't think anything changes in that regard, and uh, you know, we just just on this night, they did they did a better job than we did. The way Gino played down the stretch there, the, those last two drives, the touchdown pass, took the room to I think the whole second half he was really on it and he did a great job. I mean, he, he, you know, we just went right back to really relying on him in, in the throwing game and, and didn't try to force the run. Uh, so we didn't run the ball very well at all during the course of the night. Uh, but we were able to go to Gino and, and the receivers and, and Tyler and DK and uh, Dis, you know, Disley had a uh, you know a big role in that and, and uh, Ken Walker did too with with the checkdowns and the things he did on the perimeter. So, but uh, I thought Gino managed that really well and bounced us right back into the ball game. They have not been running the ball very consistently, and so uh, coming into the game, we were hoping that we could just keep it under wraps and, and be able to deploy for the throwing game, and they did better than we thought they would, and uh, they finished running the ball in the fourth quarter, which kills me. Um, that, that last drive, you know, to, to not get the ball back and get our chance again, um, that, that's just not the way we expect to play or the way we ever want to, you know, put it out there, so that's unfortunate. Um, but you know, give them credit. You know, they, they mixed it well. I think the, the the way that they mixed their play passes with Tom, you know, as they've always done, it's nothing new. As we've seen it a million times, and uh, that was really effective to keep the, to keep us a little bit off balance in the run game. Why were you not able to have more success on third downs on both sides of the ball? Yeah, we, we didn't function well at all um, either side. Like you're saying, you know, we were there was one for nine or something, and, and like ten for fifteen or something on the other side. That that's 
that spells you know what happened in the game, our inability to function there. Um, some change-up looks. Uh, we got late with a couple situations and, and didn't get exactly the way we wanted to get it lined up and, and uh, on, on offense. And defensively, they threw and caught it in, in spectacular fashion. And the, the guys making the plays, they got great receivers, and they showed it tonight. They came through with guys hanging all over them and, and uh, with some terrific throws, and they kept converting, and that was the difference in the game. I mean, this is an unforgettable, unforgettable occurrence uh, to, to be in that stadium with them all connected like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously, I was respecting the fact they must have done this a lot because they were really good at it. And uh, um, it is an unforgettable, really, experience. And, and uh, really, really feel lucky to have a chance to be here. Just say that you know it's really hard to win them all, you know, to win every game, and um, you know we we got up against a team that played really well against us, and, and uh, we weren't able to overcome it. You know, we came roaring back and outscored them in the second half, had a chance to do that, and, and, and come back and win the football game. It ain't over till you till you finish it, and so we, uh, regardless of what it looked like or what you thought, and I don't think it had anything to do with the young guys playing. I think you know there was we did make a couple mistakes tonight, but they were really fundamental things that shouldn't happen. That didn't have anything to do with the fact that. Young guys. This second time you had years that we played in Europe. Do you feel any difference between uh, the London game and this in Munich? The London game in, in, in Munich. Um, yeah, I think the, I've never seen a crowd like this. I've never been in a stadium where a crowd uh, was, was so much in unison and, and connected like they were. Um, you know, we've been in loud stadiums and really louder maybe even, but never where everybody was. I don't know how do they do that. I don't know how they all sing exactly the same like that, but it was it was really a spectacle. Um, I would like to talk about uh, Cody Barton and today's his birthday and he made one of uh, amazing play with the interception. And for me, what I have seen that in the last month, like that, he's playing really well and he's one of the best players in the defense. Cody has been playing really well, and he has really improved in the last two or three weeks in particular. Uh, today he had some really nice plays on the perimeter. The interception was a gorgeous play. Jordan had a chance at 1-2. Unfortunately, we didn't get it, but um, but Cody has done a good job. He had to jump in from uh, at the other position for uh, Jordan tonight, too, and, and uh, so we're really pleased. We need everybody to, to be continuing to get better, and Cody's on, on track to do that. So this season was really strong already, but now you lost this game. And what was the tactic about this game or for the game tonight? And what do you want to do for the next games which are coming up? Yeah. Um we allowed them to, to, to do things they hadn't done. You know, they ran the ball really well, and they played really well on third down. Those aren't things that they've been really great at, and we were kind of hoping that it wouldn't be like that. Um, so for us, we have to go back to making sure that we respect the running game and do the things we have to do to stop that, and then we've got to make our plays on third down. And, uh, and we, we really didn't get close to Tom tonight. You know, we, we had a whole rush plan and a concept that we were going with, and we couldn't get to him. And uh, so he had his... Second opportunities to find his receivers, and he did a great job of it. I thought he played really, really well tonight. Coach, there was a report earlier today about your eagerness to keep the two quarterbacks, Drew Locke and Gene Smith. Is there a possibility that those talks with those two players could begin before the end of the season? Is that a possibility? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good, really good question. Um, 
I, we're, we're not we're not there talking about that yet. You know, we're in the middle of the season and we're doing the things we need to do. But we but there's a conversation that's coming. We we understand that. We're really really pleased with our guys. I think they've done a great job. Gino's having a fantastic season. He showed it again tonight, um, and uh, we really like Drew also. So we'll see how that goes. But um, I, I don't have any updates for you on that. What did you think was the issue with your running game today? And then also, what, what did you think of the, the field? And, you know, guys were slipping. Or yeah, the field, the field was hard on everybody. It was, it was really, it was really. Uh it was slick, I guess you could say. Um, everybody, both sides of the ball, I think in all positions, it, it had some effect, you know. But remember that it's the same, you know. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's not a factor that anyone is, you know, more behind it. Uh, than, it was just hard on everyone, and uh, you could tell. And that uh, was, you know, I wish the field was firmer. Sorry for Sure, with the explanation is that uh, even though it was offensive pass interference, the philosophy is when it's away from the play, you, you don't call it. So that's why they picked it up. You know, it was a hard night. It was a hard night, and uh, there was there was a lot of stuff that you know we'll go back and look at and see, and maybe we'll feel differently about. It. I don't know, but it was a hard night. If they gave, if the league gives us a chance to do it, we'll be wide open for it. This was this was a great event for us. Um, ha having it come the week before the buy is really valuable. I mean, it's it's a total different experience if you didn't have that. I wouldn't want to do that if it wasn't with the buy. But um, it's just competitively such a challenge, you know. So. Um, but yeah, we're wide open. I would love for us to be able to extend the relationship with with the fans here in Germany, and um, they were great to us. Um, it's just as classy as it could possibly be. Everything about it was was first class. Um, that really, and there was let me say this: the, the, we, had, we were with a lot of people that were part of you know the group and moving us around and all that security people and all that. The, the kindness was obvious. The people were so good to us and so thoughtful and and uh, and ahead of everything, and, and really made this a, a really wonderful trip. I, I say that now. We got to get to the airport and get out of here too. So. <laughs> Pete Gino Smith fumbled. It looked like he took off running. That was called after the run. Yes. What happened on that? What was that? Uh, really quick, I, didn't, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see what happened. We turned up, and he was going down to get down, and, and uh, it got knocked out. So a huge, a huge turnaround. We were really were in, in with another great opportunity right there, and you know that's those are crushers. Last week, we have seen that one of the main powers of the offense is the usage of the tight ends. It just, we didn't convert enough to get enough chances. It was all part of the plan. It was, you saw, we started making our first downs and then we, we spread the ball like we wanted to. We love getting the ball to those guys and, and you saw why. Will's really a good catcher and runner and, uh, and Noah is as well as Colby. So it's a great position group for us. 
nothing really got going in the first half. We, we didn't get enough opportunities. It, it always this kind of the same old story. When you don't convert on third down, you just don't see the plan. You can't see what it's all about. And so that was unfortunate. What happened to D. Eskridge? What happened with Jordan on those couple of plays? Yeah, D. Eskridge uh, got hit. He got whacked on the hand. There's no nothing broken. He, it, it blew up on him, so we, we couldn't get him back in the game. Uh, Jordan had cramps. He just cramped up from uh, you know, the hydration issue. So we're very fortunate coming out of the game. Yeah, it, it is a challenge. It's a real challenge, and we could feel it as each day. And we weren't all exactly the same because guys didn't respond exactly the same. Some guys were able to sleep on the plane. Some guys weren't. Uh, some people woke up in the middle of the night. A number of people, 4 o'clock seemed to be the ring the bell. A bunch of people woke, woke up early. But um, the way we scheduled it, it did not seem like it factored in at all. Um, we felt pretty good about it, but we felt like we needed all those days that we took. You know, we, I think we left on Wednesday, you know, and then uh, to, get it, to get it going. But um, I think we managed that quite well. I don't think it was a factor. Anybody else? One last question. Last question. Do you, do you think that uh, they have noticed it's an opportunity to improve in the team building? Please ask that again. Oh yeah, no, there's no question about when, whenever we get a chance to, to travel together, there just is opportunities. Everybody's hanging, and, and uh, that's why I'm I'm in favor of these kinds of things. It's why when we travel across the country, because we're all, all the way in the, in the west side of the, the country, we always go for two-day trips, and it, it gives us a chance to. Get, take more out of the experience, and I think as the season wears on, we, we, we become closer, and it just it's just a natural fact that it happens, you know. And so um, this is this is why I'm not not opposed to doing what we're doing. I mean, you can't travel any farther; <laughs> we're as far away as you can get, you know. But uh, um, our, our guys, attitude-wise, we made the most of it, and uh, we'll, we'll continue to have a good outlook on it to make you know get everything we can out of it. Thank you. Good. All right, that was the head coach, Pete Carroll. Let's pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seattle Seahawks radio network. Seattle Seahawks station. Cairo. Cairo radio. A conversation. Breaking news direct from the sidelines. And where the 12s hear the Seahawks. KIRO FM Tacoma, Seattle. All right, let's go back to the podium. Geno Smith is there now. Yeah, just kind of, yeah, you guys going to be going in time. You ran out of time over there. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Um, You know, I felt like, uh, you know, that second half, to me, is an example of truly who we are. I don't think that first half really is who we are. You know, we couldn't get anything going. But uh, we really fought back in the second half. You know, that's a team that won a Super Bowl two years ago, three years ago, two years ago. And uh, they have a lot of great players, great quarterback, great coaches. Um, and they're also fighting for their season. And so we knew they were going to come out, you know, playing intense. And uh, unfortunately for us, you know, it just took us too long to get going. Our defense made some key stops. Cody made a great pick to set us up for a, a chance to get back in the game, and, and that's what we did. And so obviously we just got to start better um, and be better on third downs. I don't think today we did well, and so those are the things that hurt us. Include, and obviously I got to protect the football. That can never happen. Um, God made a great play as I was going down, but, you know, if, if, I don't, if I don't turn it over in the red zone, I think it's a different game. Do you know what, I guess, on that play, what, what did sort of happen there? Oh, it was a QB draw and, uh, you know, tried to run it. 
didn't work, and um, you know sometimes it happens like that. But you got to protect the football most of all, and, and that didn't happen right there. I got the ball stripped, stripped from me, and I can't I can't have that. You know I can't have that happen. I hurt the team. You know, on the fast start, you know, what do you all have to do? Is that a mental thing? How do you get that fast start that you do? Just play better, execute better, um, just get into a rhythm early, uh, convert third downs. You know, that we didn't convert any third downs, I don't think, in the first half. And uh, that's something that we, we can't have happen. You know, we got to start fast. We got to be better, give our defense a chance. They're out there playing great ball and uh, also possess the ball and keep, you know, make sure our defense is getting rest on the sideline. Yeah, I just think it was a case of us not executing for whatever reason. We didn't start fast. Uh, we didn't play as well as we'd like to in that first half. Uh, you know, some things that obviously we can control with the penalties and things like that, um, that we just got to be better at. And then obviously the second half was better. So that's, you know, you can see that we can get it done, but we just got to play better in the first half. It felt different as far as just the stadium and the overall atmosphere, but I thought the crowd was amazing. Um, it was electric the entire time. Uh, you know, they had a few soccer chants. Uh, I was, you know, looking forward to that, and so it was a great experience, and uh, I definitely enjoyed it. I don't know any German words. Uh, it was my not my first time in Europe, but my first time in Germany, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, got a you know a little taste of the culture here, and uh, it was amazing. The people treated us well. Uh, they were first class every, everywhere we went, and so um, we really enjoyed our time, enjoyed our stay, and we're thankful for uh, Germany for having us. Um, you didn't get your running game rolling with 14 attempts, a total of 39 yards, 22 by yourself. Um, we also saw some players experience, uh, experiencing some tough times on the, on the ground. Uh, what was the problem today uh, with the turf, the grass? Was it slippery or what, how, did you, how did you experience it? Uh, yeah, it was about what we expected, um, a soccer field. Um, you know, it's not going to be like what we're seeing at home, obviously. and so. It wasn't that bad, you know. You just had to put your, uh, your you know, your screw in cleats, your studs in, and you know, some some longer spikes so that you can have better footing. Um, but even though, you know, even guys had them in, they still were slipping because just because of the surface. And so, um, I don't think that played a part in what we were doing. Uh, I just think we needed to execute better. Yeah, I just, I mean, I didn't really, you know, it's hard to say because I haven't watched the film yet, um, so I would have to, you know, go through the film on that, but I just think uh, overall execution, you know, that's that's one thing that we pride ourselves on is our running game, and we have to execute better, uh, and I can't tell you exactly what, what we need to do better, but I know we just need to be better, be better um, at that. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, that was Geno Smith. Our quarterback review was brought to you by Verizon, official 5G network of the Seattle Seahawks. What I loved about Geno is that he just owned it. Look, if I don't turn that ball over in the red zone, it's a different game, and that's really refreshing. Yeah, it is because uh, sometimes you just need to just say it, call it like it was. You know what I'm saying? Call a spade a spade. Exactly. The dude <laughs> said, you know, he didn't protect the ball. It was, it was a designed run. Uh, it wasn't going anywhere fast. And, uh, you know, just get down, take the loss, and play another day and – he realized that uh, you know he wasn't protecting the ball and, and gave up a fumble and hurt the team in that situation. So it's, it's really good sometimes just to say it like it is and just keep keep it moving. But right. uh, that's the thing I like about uh, uh, about uh, Gino is that um, 
it's the way in which he owns it. You know what I'm saying? That just kind of makes it final. You don't, like, walk away from it thinking that it was something more or less than what it was. It just was what it was. And so it was just really good to, to hear them say that. And I would agree with them. They just did not have any rhythm uh, in the first half. They did not get off to a fast start. They, you know, they were hurting themselves with penalties. They were hurting themselves with negative plays. Uh, and it looked more like what we're used to seeing in the second half, but uh, just kind of ran out of time. It felt like to me that, uh, you know, our offense in some ways were just trying to force it, pressing a little bit. And mm-hmm. normally our, 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 our team is offensively seemingly, I mean, we're attacking, right, but seemingly relaxed, sure of ourselves in a lot of ways, what we want to do, what we want to accomplish. And even with the negative plays, boom, we're able to bounce back. And we just didn't have that today you know being able to bounce back from those negative plays and then even taking advantage of the negative plays on the other side of the football that being the Tampa Bay Buccaneers but you know the great thing about Gino all season long man has been that the the, the best part of his leadership to me is the fact that you know he he's up there and he's honest he tells the truth he owns he owns it you know if it's on him it's on him uh and if it's on somebody else it's on the team you yeah. know, <laughs> you know what I'm is, I think that's what I like about uh, this whole team, though, right? They all tend to have the same mindset mm-hmm. as as Gino. Like, you know, Quandre is going to just tell you the truth. Uh, Jordan Brooks has just been telling you the truth. Uh, you know, all the other guys that they've gotten up there to, to talk on defense and offense. It just, it just, it is what it is. Sometimes it's a lot easier to make the corrections when everyone just owns it, versus trying to figure out who you're going to make the excuse over right. whether it was the cleats or the referees or the you know this or the that you know when I remember when I played uh I used to hate playing beside the tight end <laughs> because if we messed up on a run play I don't want to go to the sideline and be like oh man the tight end didn't do this or didn't do that I'm like just let me just own mine right like if, if we if it didn't work because the dude beat me hey the dude beat me and then we can keep it moving but uh and so I just uh I like that kind of approach to it and this team just in general just sen- t- tends to have that kind of Hey, this is what I'm owning in it, and this is what I need to do better. And then they tend to make those corrections. Well, let's hope they get it done next week. Hey, give your best gift yet. Create unforgettable memories this holiday season with the Seattle Seahawks. Check out game day experiences with pregame sideline passes, club access, postgame field goal kicks, and so much more. Get your experience now at Seahawks.com slash game day experiences. Today's final score, Buccaneers 21 Hawks 16. You've been listening to the Seahawks Radio Network. I'd like to thank the people who make our broadcast possible. Production assistant Nashant Kantapudi, Studios coordinator Matt Nelson and Brady Robick. Executive producer of the Seahawks Radio Network is NASA Chobi. The Seahawks are on a bye next week, but we are back in action on Sunday, November 27th against the Las Vegas Raiders at Lumenfield. Pre-game coverage begins at 11 a.m. on the Seahawks Radio Network. For our Seattle stations, we have another hour of hot talk, but if you are leaving us, Thanks for listening. For Ray Roberts, Robert Turbin, I'm Michael Bump. The Seahawks fall to the Buccaneers, 21-16. What made you able to do offensively? Um, I just think, you know, they came out. They, you know, they broke some tendencies. Um, you know, they ran the ball more than they have in the past. So, um, you know, it kind of gets kind of gets you out of whack, you know, when, um, you know, you, you prepare for them to throw the ball a little bit more. And, you know, they ran it really well today, so I don't blame them for continuing to stick with the run game. So, um, you know, we just got to play our assignments better. And at the end of the day, you know, we got to be better. It 
was amazing. Um, you know, they came out, they, they, they showed their, their love for the American game. And, you know, I'm glad we were able to give them a good game and, you know, turn it up in the second half. And, you know, we wish we would have won, but, you know, we enjoyed it. And um, it was a great atmosphere. Was there anything about the travel or the time change or anything that affected you guys early in the game with your slow start? I don't think so. I just think we got to lock in and, you know, everybody has to, to understand the assignment and understand what we're doing. Um, you know, it's just small mental things that you can't have when you go on and you're playing against, one, playing against the best ever. So um, can't look at it like that. You got to look at it as another game and another opportunity to get better and be on your P's and Q's. Gino Smith just said that the problem was kind of the overall execution for, for the team. Um, now you're on bye week next week. Um, what are you trying to change or what are you going to change while on bye week? I mean, I think it just starts with, you know, with us both sides and special teams. We just got to start off faster. I mean, you can't switch up everything that's going on. You know, um, we've been successful doing what we've been doing. And um, we just got to start faster and play better at the beginning of the game. And I think that'll help us out when um, we'll have different outcomes. This team had all the problems defending September. Was there any similar fits? I just think, you know, with the, you know, like I said, they broke some tendencies that, you know, um, that we that we um, studied during the week. And um, that's what you kind of you got to expect that, you know, with with Tom and, you know, he's he's managing the game. He understands and him and left, which have a good thing over there. So I just think um, at the end of the day, we got to get some of that um, some of that leaky yardage out. When we get the leaky yardage and, you know, we we start stopping and, you know, we get behind get them behind the sticks. We got to keep them behind the sticks. I mean, he's been doing it for so long. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I'm sure he has full authority of that offense and um, play his caliber. He should. So um, I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's a mixture of everything. You know, I think, you know, everybody, you know, um, can be better. You know, I think we all could be better. And um, I think when we can get guys behind the sticks and keep them behind the sticks, then, you know, we definitely, we play a lot better because we control what guys want to do. And um, that's another one of those things where I tell you, you know, they, they broke some tendencies where, um, you know, we'll get them stopped on run down and then they'll run it again on the next down, which was, you know, was kind of different than what they've been doing in the past. That was Quan Dre Diggs. He said they broke some tendencies, man, and that'll really mess you up. You know, when you're expecting something to go down and they do the exact opposite. And I think that they didn't expect these guys to run the football as much as they did. He mentioned, look, this is a rundown uh, or a passing situation. They're going to run the football. When you break those tendencies, and we've heard Tariq really talk about how Quan Dre is really smart. Like, he diagnoses things a lot. So could you imagine him being back there and being like, all right, this is what I expect, and then they do the exact opposite? Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, to their credit, I mean, that's a smart thing to do, right? Self-scouting is a big deal, you know, and uh, and that also then speaks to, like, why certain players are up and down. Like, we talked about the in the preseason, I'm like, I mean, the pregame, the, the four pass rushers. You know, we thought, you know, Nuosu was going to be have impact. Daryl Taylor was out there. Mafe was out there. Bruce Irvin was out there. We didn't really hear their name, you know, the mm-hmm. whole day. And so, mm-hmm. and so not saying that they can't defend the run because I think Bruce does a good job, but those guys – 
aren't going to be better at defending the run than some of the other dudes. And so with some of that kind of pull and then trap action they were having, those those stand-up linebackers outside defensive ends were the dudes that were getting trapped, which then opens up a, a really big hole when you can when you can pin the the down lineman. So uh, it's really interesting to hear sometimes. And I'm sure fans are like, "Well, shoot, why didn't you just make an adjustment? Like it can't be that hard if you know." But it, sometimes you do, you have a game plan, you have personnel designed to execute that game mm. plan, and then all of a sudden the team does something that you don't expect, and maybe the, maybe the adjustment's a little tougher to get to. Yeah, that personnel point is really key because, you know, we were we were a defense that was in a lot of dime and a lot of nickel, and they certainly took advantage of, uh, you know, those personnel, uh, you know, opportunities and, and ran the football uh, downhill when we had a quote-unquote lighter, you know, group uh, in on defense uh, tonight. So, you know, give credit, like you said, uh, Ray, you know, self-scouting and understanding, like, look, we're not going to be able to win games throwing the ball 60 times. We need to be able to find our balance. And, uh, you know, they had a new starter at the running back position uh, today. Leonard Fournette did not start. Uh, and, and so, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you could tell that there was just an emphasis on that. And that's now two guys now, really three, because Cody alluded to it a little bit as well, that said, hey, we just didn't – our game plan wasn't to stop, really be prepared to stop the run this much, you know, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are known to throw the ball around the yard uh, with Tom Brady, and, uh, you know, we got got. And uh, that was the result of the, today's game. Anybody can get got. Anybody can get it. That any is football Sunday. any given Sunday. When we return, we're going to give a little highlight recap. That's next on your home for the Seahawks. Saddle Sports 710 and Cover News Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. Big Ray doesn't know who Kelly Clarkson is, but it's mm. all good. It doesn't matter because it's time for the highlight <laughs> recap. We're delirious out here in Munich. Shout out country music. We up here for you guys, though. Okay, hey, this first one. Tom Brady finds Julio Jones for a 31-yard touchdown. Looks similar from last week when D-Hop caught that crossing route. 7-0, the bad guys. Third down and 11. Shotgun snap to Brady. Drops back, looks, throws underneath. Wide open across the field. Is Jones down to the 10, down to the 5. He is in. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. A mix-up in the secondary and allowed Julio Jones to run by himself across the field from left to right. And untouched until he got to the goal line. Tampa Bay draws first blood here in Germany. 6-0 over Seattle. Yeah, they looked real similar to the D-Hop uh, touchdown from a week ago. There's a crossing route through two different zones, and one zone defender let him go. The other guy didn't pick him up. And so it ended up with a wide-open field catch-the-ball touchdown. Yeah, wide open. Okay, later on, Leonard Fournette runs for a one-yard touchdown. These guys possess the ball for a long time. 14-0 Buccaneers. It's the 13th play of this drive. Fournette stays in. He gets the handoff, and he steps in almost untouched. Tampa Bay goes up 13-0 here in the first half over the Seahawks, and they have done a great deal of their damage on the ground, which is something that I know a lot of us did not expect. Yeah, put together a really good drive uh, there at Tampa Bay and ran the football. We've talked about it uh, throughout our throughout our show. And, you know, just that touchdown. I mean, it's a one-yard run, but it was another example. I mean, basically went in there untouched. Uh, they really did a good job up front against us. All right, Tariq Woolen gets another interception. They line up in Wildcat the first time. T. Woo just goes straight to the backfield. The second time he baits him and then bails and picks this thing off. Tariq Woolen interception. Another Wildcat snap. It's picked off. Fournette throws the ball. He did throw back. 
to Tom Brady, who fell down at the five. So the Buccaneers go to the well trying to trick the Seahawks, and Tariq Woolen picks it off. Yeah, it was interesting listening to him describe that play because he said that he were in the Wildcat before, and he kind of you know, went, went with the run, and this one he kind of baited him into it. And uh, quite frankly, I didn't even realize that it was Tom Brady on, you know, going out for the pass. I was trying to figure out how he got a tripping call. And then it ended <laughs> up being Tom Brady that was on the tackle. But uh, the, the thing that I think is cool about that is that he didn't intercept Tom Brady, but he intercepted Tom Brady. Oh, oh. Mm. Bars. Boom. Mm. Bars. Mm. Hey, and also, Tom Brady should got a flag because he tripped somebody in the red zone. Yes, he after, did. In the end zone. In the end zone. Yeah, in the end zone. Yeah, Tom Brady. Hey, right hey, he's dirty, that Tom Brady. Hey, this one right here. <laughs> Geno Smith, he's in the red zone. They're moving the ball down the field, but then unfortunately, he gets sacked and fumbles. Empty backfield. Smith takes the shotgun snap. He wants to run it. Pulls it down. Goes left. Now he stops. And a good job. I think the ball came out. I think he fumbled the football. And he did. They called. I believe it was a called run by Gino. He gets hit as he is tackled inside the 15. And the drive stops. The recovery made by Anthony Nelson of Tampa Bay. What an awful break for the Seahawks as they again drove all the way down the field and come away without a point. Yeah, this was just another example of us not, you know, taking advantage of our opportunities being down there in the red zone. Gino talked about it in his post-game presser. It was a design quarterback draw. Uh, usually want that thing up the middle, but it wasn't there, so he tried to bounce it to the outside. And, man, should have just got down, right? Uh, you know, one against three defenders. You're a quarterback, man. Just get down, live to play the next down. Uh, tried to make a play, and uh, unfortunately a defender got his hand in there and knocked the, knocked, knocked the ball loose, and uh, Tampa Bay was able to recover. Talk about making plays. Tom Brady did a lot of that, man. He finds Chris Godwin for a four-yard touchdown, making a score 21-3. Second down and goal from the three. Brady drops back again into the shotgun and empties wide out to the far side. Brady has time, looks right, throws back to the near side. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. A flag is down, however. Jones was there along with Woolen. The catch was made by Godwin. A four-yard touchdown reception. Yeah, I think the, the, the deal with that is in, in uh, Steve's description. He said he has time. And he had too much time today to kind of sit back and find receivers to get open. And so it resulted in another touchdown. All right, Geno Smith and the Seahawks do not give up. They go on a drive of their own. They missed the two-point conversion. But here, Geno Smith finds Tyler Lockett for a 21-yard touchdown. That's on the near side. Geno steps up, looks to the far side. Now he throws to the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! We just mentioned Tyler Lockett. He hadn't gotten a sniff in a long time, and that time he got a dart thrown right to him in the middle of the end zone. The Seahawks finally get on the board with a touchdown at the 8-20 mark of the game, a 21-yard strike, and Seattle now trails 21 to 9. Yeah, uh, you know, Seattle started to show a lot of grit here, a lot of, a lot of fight uh, to get back into this football game and love the poise uh, that Geno uh, showed on this play, going through his progression and then uh, coming back to Tyler Lockett there over the middle, stepping up in the pocket, looked like he was going to run there for a second, boom. Then he found Tyler Lockett in the middle of the end zone for a nice touchdown. All right, we've been talking about this guy. Needed him to step up. You better not talk about Utah. His girl is going to get you. Cody <laughs> Barton intercepts Tom Brady. 
Vaughn stays in the backfield. Brady out of the shotgun. A slot right. Throw down the middle. It's intercepted. Cody Martin with the pick. He is hit and dropped by Julio Jones. Cody Barton in perfect position. Brady's been going to the well down the middle the entire game. Barton that time was there to pick it off. His first pick of the season. And now let's see if the Seahawks offense can do something with this. They've taken the ball away a couple of times. Barton's first career interception. Well, it'd be cool to have your first career interception be against uh, Tom Brady, and it also gave the Seahawks a chance to get back into the back into the ball game. I think I had turned to uh, uh, Nasa Chobi, our producer, right before that, and said, man, it's going to take a miracle. And then a few plays later, a miracle seemed like it was about to happen. <laughs> but we just couldn't finish off the miracle. But uh, good for Cody, Cody Barton to get his first interception, get the team a chance to get back in the football game. This next play means even more to me now that we met this man, no, uh, all-white November uh, Marquise Goodwin made the catch of the day, in my opinion, for a touchdown late in the game, giving us a little bit of hope, thinking these guys are going to get back into it. Smith getting all of his offensive teammates the play call. Now drops back into the shotgun. Ball on the right hash mark. Gino from the shotgun on fourth down and one, the play fade. Gino rolls left. Looks, he's going to throw to the back of the end zone. Reaching up, making the catch. Good one, he's got it. Touchdown, Seahawks. Marquise Goodwin, far side of the end zone, diving for the ball. A touchdown, Seahawks. Geno Smith with a perfect pass from 19 yards out. Yeah, and this is a player, Marquise Goodwin, who's really been rising over the last few weeks. You know, started the season off pretty pretty quiet. Uh, perhaps Shane Waldron and that offensive staff were trying to figure out different ways to put him in position to be successful. How do they want to utilize him and his skill set? And uh, he's certainly... Uh, you know, turned it up a notch, and he's been a uh, you know he's been a consistent target now for Geno Smith in this offense over the last few weeks. And this was just an incredible catch. I mean, uh, you know, all-out all effort diving for it on a critical fourth down play, get into the end zone for a touchdown. Uh, nice job by Marquise Goodwin here. All right, that Captain A play, 45-yard drive, but unfortunately the Seahawks could not get it done here in Munich. They fall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 21-16. to When we return, we'll give you our unsung heroes. That's next on your home for the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. I'm Michael Bumps with Ray Roberts and Robert Turbin. Big ups to uh, ZD, our engineer over there. We got Riley. That's Rabel's nephew. And that's a Chobie, the man who's suited and booted in Munich. <laughs> <laughs> He's our producer. Suited and booted. So now it's time for our unsung hero. It's the first time mm. we've, we've given this award away after an L. So I'm interested to see what you guys have for me when it comes to this. I'm going to go with the man with his that's eyes fresh. open. <laughs> <laughs> Turbo. Who Listen, you got? Y'all going to give my man his flowers. Okay, Who I'm that? talking about sunflowers, roses, <laughs> calla lilies, daisies, okay? Ray, he's looking at you, though. I picked him to be the MVP. Y'all was like, nah, Cody the MVP. So if he not the MVP, he the unsung hero. I'm talking about wide receiver, Marquise Goodwin. Big time, fourth down and one. Diving, catch, touchdown, kept us in the game. Gave us the opportunity to get a stop potentially drive back down the field and take a lead. That's unsung hero type stuff. Marquise Goodwin, 
One one. Uh, number I'm eleven. T- I'm gonna turn my volume down. I don't know if it's you or me, but you all in my <laughs> ear right now. <laughs> you all in my ear. You need to hear me. Okay. You need to hear me. Loud and clear. I got you. I got all you. All I gotta say is, dude, you've been hanging out in the damn garden. Like, <laughs> like, like you just named about about fifteen flowers, dog. I, I know like a rose, and that's about it. You know what it is? <laughs> they got the garden right behind the hotel. I don't know. You must have went and took roll call at that mug or something, bro. Like, good God. Like, I don't even, I don't even know. Oh, my goodness. I'm good. If, if, I, if I'm getting a chick rose of flowers or anybody giving them their flowers, it's going to be a rose because that's all I know. That's, all, that's this, it. This joker just named 15 that's different it. flowers. That's it. Safeway. Either, <laughs> hey, like, I'm going to Safeway. I'm picking colorful ones, and I'm not reading what the flowers are. If they look good, I'm buying them. <laughs> oh, Shout out crazy. to Turbo with the knowledge, dog. You just like bringing like a different a different knowledge to the to the free game. He's well versed. He's well versed. Like, well versed. You man. know what I'm saying? You know. Hey, you feel well, me? I'm, I'm gonna go like this is gonna be in honor of of Babino and of 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 Dave Wyman, uh, but I'm gonna go with Michael Dixon. Uh, he had five punts today <laughs> for twenty uh, two hundred fifty three yards. Average 50 yards a punt, and four of them were inside the 20. Are we reading punter <laughs> stats right now? Hey, hey so <laughs> wait a minute, wait, wait. It's unsung. So, wait, you so, said it's the so, unsung. So Jordan Babino and Wyman was only good for special teams. Jordan was known to select a special team, a kicker, as the MVP oh, of, the, of, the, of the game. That's and facts. Dave Wyman doesn't think that kickers are football players. And so that's, oh, that's why facts too. that's why it was that's why it was uh, in honor of them. But I mean, out, I, I feel Dixon. like this came after after you tried to give Tariq Woolen the, like the the good filling award the one game when you're like, well, you know his the way he bounced back and his mentality, and it's like, yeah, okay, bro. And so right. and so you didn't even have a stat to give with. I just gave you a stat line that's pretty freaking impressive. Okay, hey, he did three. do his thing. He flipped the field. He, he went for over 200. That's a good day. <laughs> he did. Four inside the 20 yeah, is a good day. Four inside the 20. Hey, you know what? That is actually a really good day, though. He was pinning the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Listen, I, you know, I'm going I'm to bring, the, I'm a bring kind of, out the true front. I'm going to play the true front role right now. Shout out shout out, uh, Marcus True Hey, hey Uncle said. True. Uncle and I'm going to support my dog. Yeah. Hey, four. That's 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 solid. Right. You know what they call it, the corner, the corner coffin or something like that? I don't know what they call it. But yeah. <laughs> can you, can you, you, know, name, can you name a flower that we can give it? <laughs> well, yeah, I can a name a couple. Line, of things. There said? you go. Danny Lyon, we didn't we didn't mention that one, you know. I thought that's a weed, though. Isn't Danny Lyon a weed? That's what it feels like. <laughs> oh. All right, hey, can I get mine? Can I get mine in? Are y'all done? Can I get mine? Oh. You know sure. what? I'm going with the other kicker, Jason Myers, baby. Oh, my gosh. 55 yard field this? goal. <laughs> Kickers need love, too. Oh, my goodness. 55 Lord. yards, baby. Oh. Yeah, you know what? You know, listen, that's okay. Because he did hit the field goal after the penalty. So he was like, listen, DK, I got your listen, back. Listen, I'm not asking for your approval right now. All right. <laughs> well, I'm going to give it to you anyway. <laughs> Jason Myers. I'm going to give it to you anyway. Uh, okay. All right. All you right. know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Continue. Yeah, you good? Uh, that, yeah, I'm good. That's all because right, I don't know what like Godfather over here. He, <laughs> he got the roses. Like, he going to see you the dead right. fish head. Like, Goodness all that stuff. Then he got to approve who you bring into the club. He go, look, just in case you needed approval. You get <laughs> well, it, y'all seen how I had turbo. security the other night. <laughs> you get it from Turbo. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're not going to talk oh. about that. All right, hey. <laughs> when we return, we're going to give you a second half 
preview, and we're going to look at these Raiders. That's next in your home for the Seahawks. Oh. Settle Sports 710 and Cover News Radio, 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. It's the last segment of us here in Germany, man. Like, it's been, it's been real. The finale. We've seen some things. Not a lot because we've been working. We've been working. Hey, we've but been on we, the grind, bro. We saw some things. Riley was kicking it with the brothers last night. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, Turbo was doing turbo things, and Big, Big Ray, Ray was, was, was taking his walks, <laughs> taking his walks in the morning, and I was knocked out. I didn't do nothing but sleep. Okay, okay, yeah, I feel it. No, I didn't sleep. But now let, let's talk about these Seahawks and what they're gonna do. Going into a bye week, you're gonna get healthy. That's the good thing about a bye week. We talked to Marquise Goodwin. He says, "Look, all these young guys, man, this ain't the week to start going out. It's a bye week to get through this week." Get your body nice and healthy and uh, get ready for these Raiders, man. And you look at these Raiders. They got two wins this year. One against Seattle's favorite team, the Broncos, and then two against the Houston Texans. I look at this team and I see a lot of weapons going to waste. I see a lot of weapons on IR right now. Waller is on IR. Uh, Hunter Renfro is on IR right now. Now, we thought the Hawks should win this game, and, and they could they could have won this game. They didn't play their best ball, but – Ray, this team, the Las Vegas Raiders, this is a team to where if you were to drop this, you'd be extremely disappointed. Yeah, you would. But, you know, like we always say, those dudes get paid to play too and they have pride and all that kind of stuff. And they just saw uh, the Seahawks lose in the fashion in which which they lost. And you look at, you know, on offense, uh, you know, Jacobs is averaging 5.4 yards to carry, 743 yards overall, and he has six touchdowns. So they're going to pin their ears back and try to – run the football too and then probably use some play-action pass to get Devontae Adams open and really rely on that combination. So uh, it's not a game that you can just kind of close your eyes and roll into and think you're going to just roll your helmet out there and win. But I really do think that this is going to be a – this game today was a – not a level set, but a refocusing for for the Seahawks. Even just listen to how the guys are talking about it, how Pete was talking about it. They're going to have some time off, get their brains refreshed and go at it again. Yeah, this is a this is a Raiders team obviously struggling this year, but have some good players. Josh Jacobs is having the best season of his career starting running back for the Las Vegas Raiders and um, you know, I think part of that is probably because they didn't pick up his fifth year option, so he's you know, he's playing like he's got something to prove, but uh, we certainly can't approach this football game uh excuse me, approach the Raider game. Uh, like we did uh, today against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we have to uh, make it a point uh, to stop the the run against the against the Raiders. And then you know the other challenge again for for Tariq Woolen and the rest of that secondary, Devontae Adams being one of the best receivers uh, in all of the NFL. And um, I'm excited to see that matchup uh, play itself out as well. Yeah, um, I want to see how the Hawks handle Josh Jacobs and how they handle Devontae Adams. Um, these guys are hungry. Big Ray pointed it out. Like, these guys get paid to play football, too. And no matter how bad you think a football team is, there are some really good athletes on that side of the sideline. So, we're looking forward to that. You know what, fellas? Man, it's been great hanging with y'all, mm. man. Hey, what are you saying? Per usual. One up, one more. We got a few more hours here in Munich. Y'all still <laughs> going to sleep tonight? I ain't going to sleep tonight. Oh. I'm not going to sleep tonight. I'm going to sleep on that plane. So that's <laughs> what I'm going to do. All right, today's final score, Buccaneers 21, Hawks 16. You've been listening to Hawk Talk on Seattle Sports 710 and Cover News Radio 97.3 FM. I'd like to thank the people who make our broadcast possible. On-site engineer, Zach Davies. Production assistant, Nashant Kandafuri. Studios coordinator, Matt Nelson and Brady Robick. 
Executive producer of the Seahawks radio network is NASA Chobie. The Seahawks are on a bye next week, but are back in action on Sunday, November 27th, against the Las Vegas Raiders at Lumenfield. Pre-game coverage begins at 10 a.m. on our Seattle stations. For Ray Roberts, Robert Turbin. Hey. I'm Michael Bomba. This is Muriel, fellas. Hey, thank you guys for tuning in. Seahawks don't get it done in Tampa. I'm um, excuse me, in Munich against Tampa, 21-16.